Welcome to the podcast edition of Dream Talk Radio. I'm your host, Anne Hill, and every week I explore topics related to dreams, sleep, health, culture, and consciousness. Dream Talk Radio airs every Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific Time on KOWS 107.3 FM in Occidental, California. And you can catch the live stream at www.kows.fm. To find out more about Dream Talk Radio, visit my website at anhill.org. That's A-N-N-E-H-I-L-L dot org. Meanwhile, I hope you enjoy this edition of Dream Talk Radio. You're listening to Dream Talk Radio. Here I am uh, with my guests who have finally arrived, and they have smiles on their faces, which makes me very happy because I feel kind of embarrassed about that. Uh, Biram Dion and Bren McVeigh from Be Africa Tours, and uh, you guys lead tours into West Africa in various for various things. So let's talk a little bit about what you do first, and and what brings you to the states and so forth, and then we can start talking about dreams. Just jumping in. So welcome to Dream Talk Radio. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is uh, Biram John. I'm from West Africa. I used to travel uh, to work as a guide, a tourist guide. And uh, I've met Brian McVeigh, an American citizen who came in Senegal to have a tour. And uh, she was amazed by the offer we have in, in West Africa. It was really a kind of life changing for her. Mm-hmm. And we discussed and we decided, wow, we can extend this to other people in America. Mm-hmm. And uh, if me and I have come here, many people from America can also do the same thing, have this life-changing experience. Why not to open a company? Mm-hmm. And that's why we decided to open Be Africa Tour. And the name is from just the, the first initial or Be Africa? It's actually uh, interesting how that came to be. It can be looked at that way. It actually fits well because both of our names start with a B. But uh-huh. in, our, in our speaking with each other, when I arrived in Senegal, Biram had created that name. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that it was a compilation of our names and also the term B, as, as in B Africa. Yes. Like B-E, B Africa. Mm-hmm. Right. As, as if that was kind of what we were trying to you know, put out there. Great. And uh, let me just, uh, your website is b-africatours.com. So yes. people can can go on and, and check out all the stuff that you do. So uh, when I was looking there, I was really interested. You have sort of traditional medicine tours and jazz tours and all kinds of really interesting stuff, not just the, you know, yeah. let's look at the pyramids tours kind of things. Not that there's pyramids, in, but anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, you know. I know. <laughs> Definitely. Um, we are just uh, making tours based on the immersion into the local culture. So we just believe that in you going to places to visit, it is more to meet people, to know about the local culture than mm-hmm. just to, be, to stay in uh, fancy hotels or fancy cars and you know, not to have a, an experience of the country. And uh, really, it is what we want to give people, the authentic discovery of the country, the places, the people. And the people is through the culture, through the food, through the music, Mm -hmm. through the dancing, through the health care. That's why we have uh, given few samples of 
many tours we we can do mm -hmm. do in Senegal and West Africa, and we focus on the traditional healing part because it is something uh, that Western people don't know yet about Africa, mm -hmm. and it is a medicine very very powerful. It is important that people at least know about it, and maybe uh, try to discover it. Mm -hmm. There are many scientists, scientific people throughout the world, in Europe, in Australia, who are really interested in this medicine. And they have already a website called uh, ProMitra. Mm -hmm. And they are, to, they are really working well mm -hmm. in this uh, traditional medicine. And Brian and I, we have been there to the place called Malango. She has visited and maybe she can share something about, uh, you know, what she has seen there. Mm -hmm. As for us, it comes to the traditional medicine. <clears throat> one, of our, one of the things that we wanted to do with our tours was, um, I do have a background in medicine, and we not only wanted to... Thank you. We not only wanted to see the people and see the places, but we also wanted to introduce, as Biram said, uh, the component of African traditional medicine. I believe that here on the West Coast in California, we're more exposed to the Asian and the, the um, Latin influences. And I think as Baron pointed out, there's much to offer yes. with that. So when you talk about traditional medicine, I mean, my mind goes immediately to herbalism yes. and maybe some other kinds of diagnostics that, that I don't even know about. So can you like give us a little bit of a taste of what that is? Yes, um, this medicine is uh, mainly based on the use of herbs mm -hmm. and, um, and roots, you know. That's what they use to heal many, many, many diseases. And what they do is that when you come, they just ask you, what are you suffering from? They, mm -hmm. they try to make a diagnosis asking you. And according to what you explain to them, they know that this is the sign of this kind of illness. Mm -hmm. And if the traditional healer has not the power to heal, you know, the symptoms uh, he sees in you, he will tell you, I'm not the one who can do it well. Uh -huh. I will recommend you to another one in another places because yeah. he's the one specialized in this kind of uh, illness. Mm -hmm. So, and most of the time, they do a kind of what we call a seer. They just look into mm -hmm. into into your yeah. your future to see, wow, this is the case. So really, you need to go and see somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's uh, how they diagnose uh, this uh, this sickness in in Africa. This is really the basis mm -hmm. of the the traditional healing. Well, it sounds like that's an easy segue into talking about dreams because one thing that I know from the traditional healers that I know of is they often receive uh, remedies in their dreams or they receive a calling to become a healer through their dreams. So is that the case with the people that you know in West Africa? Exactly. It is just because uh, the dreams play a very important part in our culture. And... Really, the, the dream is the soul of our society mm -hmm. in Africa. Every situation in our life is just based on, on dream. And most of the dreams are uh, premonition. 
you just uh, have a dream that tells you maybe you need to do something. It can be a good thing, it can be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And according to the dreams, there are people there who are really, really gifted. They are interpreters of dreams. They are really gifted. It can be because they, are, they take it from their ancestors. Mm -hmm. It is a, a traditional line in the family. Or it can be just because they have, uh, you know, this, they have learned it from somebody who has taught them the, the, the science of interpreting their dreams. But anyway, you go to someone, he just interprets the dream. And according to what he knows about the, the dream, he will tell you, to do some sacrifices to make it happen, mm -hmm. be true, or if it is a bad one, to prevent it to happen yeah. into your, your life. And the sacrifice can be uh, a goat that you offer, it yeah. can be a cow, it can be a chicken, it can be, in short, a blood that you mm -hmm. pour, or it can be milk that mm -hmm. you pour somewhere else, or it can be a food that you offer to the the unprivileged people yes. so that they can have a blessing from their mouths and it can open doors or it can prevent uh, the evil things that were supposed to come into you. So in mm -hmm. a nutshell. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So it sounds like there may be uh, hereditary lines of healers, my daughter and her daughter and their son, you know, so on and so forth, but it could be anybody from the tribe or even another tribe that has a dream that comes to that place to, to ask for an interpretation. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it can be that. It can be also that uh, the spirit have chosen to appear into somebody in the family. Mm -hmm. For instance, uh, it can be a, an hereditary one, not only from the elder. It can be uh, they choose to, let's say, oh, this uh, this dream, the power to interpret this dream, we will give it to the youngest of the family. It is the, the ancestors uh, you know, who, who decide. decided who will be uh, the one to inherit the power of, uh, of the dream, yes. of the interpretation of the... But if you don't have a certain age, let's say at least, it depends on the family, it is between 45 and 50. Mm -hmm. If you don't have this age, you are not allowed you know, to, to interpret the dreams as it is or just to give uh, medication, to give mm -hmm. uh, medicine to, to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That seems to be uh, a theme that happens in, in many cultures worldwide. I know mm -hmm. that uh, in the Jewish tradition, you're not really, you cannot really study Kabbalah or in the more traditional you know, places in Judaism. You can't really study the Kabbalah, which is the mysticism, mm -hmm. until you have raised a family and had a career and just had that sort of life experience, so, which puts you smack mm -hmm. into your 40s or 50s. Yeah. And same in India, you know, if, if you've ever seen the southern Indian temples with all the amazing erotic, you yeah. know, carvings and stuff, that was, from what I read, it was basically to encourage people to sort of, you know, have relationships and get, you know, have families yeah. and do that yeah. until they could actually <laughs> enter some sort of mysteries, because otherwise you just, you're just kind of bouncing off the wall. True. It sounds like a similar... Exactly. Yes, yeah. Exactly. 
So what brings you then to dreams? I, I remember I, that you told a wonderful story about your grandfather. Yes. Um, really, it's, it's, it's the dream that brought me here in America. And for the, really, it, it's a dream I made three times in my life. The first time I was eight. The second I was 18. And the third, it is just uh, five years before my grandfather died. But my grandfather was someone who interpret dreams. He has a really huge knowledge when it comes to dreams and traditional medicine. So, and the dream was that um, really I was seeing myself in other places. A very awkward dream. I came and explained it to him. He listened to me carefully and he taught me, uh, go back and come again in three days time. Mm -hmm. But coming with, bring a bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. So what I did, I brought him a bottle of wine. We discussed, we discussed, we discussed till the end of the bottle, but he said nothing about the dream. I taught him how. Oh. He was supposed to explain me something. He taught mm -hmm. me, oh, not until I have a second one. This uh. is not enough for me. <laughs> So I went and brought the second one, and we were discussing. So and a, then he taught me, uh, you, in this dream, it means that you have to travel far, far from here. And it's a lady who will come here, and you will travel with this lady. You will be in the place of the lady. And the signs I can give you is this. There are many trees. And at the house of the lady, at the corner of the house, there's a tree. Hmm. If you find the things, know that really it will happen. And once you are there, you will have the opportunity to talk with many, many, many people. And so and so will happen. He told me about things that I expect to see again hmm. because it will happen in, in the future. But up to now, whatever he has explained me about this dream, really, I have seen it with my own eyes. Mm -hmm. She came in Senegal. I did not know her. I didn't expect her to come. And we decided really to make this. Mm -hmm. And when I came, the first thing was to look into the house. Is there a tree as my grandfather would say? Yes, exactly at the corner. Ah. There's a tree near the chimney. Am I right? Yeah. It's at the very foundation of the corner of the house. It's a very meaningful tree, too. Wow. Un it's really unbelievable. Amazing. Wow. It's unbelievable. I'm sure that it's anchoring that whole, the whole house. Ah. It's amazing. It's amazing. So for me, what's been so fascinating is coming from a very traditional Western point of view, very science-backgrounded, to go to Africa and to hear and experience these kinds of things was one of what I believe the life-changing things that happened to me. Mm -hmm. And this is, again, what we feel is going to be very helpful for other people to go visit because merely by just going there and seeing that kind of thing and hearing these kinds of stories, <clears throat> it really changes your perspective. It starts to open up avenues that you really never thought that you had. And again, that's really the cornerstone of our of our tour business is to open up the globe for people because I believe that in doing that it, it literally expands your mind. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I think the 
best thing American kids can do is get a passport after they graduate from high school. Just get out of their little box. Well, from any country, but really more... Other countries have more of a, that's just sort of the culture. Yes. You, you travel. If mm-hmm. you're in Europe, you go, you travel, you know. Sure. But America, <laughs> get your passport, kids. Get your <laughs> high school diploma. The and then it is part of their high school education that you have to go travel abroad. It, it really does. It, it has such a huge beneficial effect on your perspective and what's real out there in the world. Absolutely. So, so helpful. Mm. Absolutely. You're listening to Dream Talk Radio here on COWS. This is Anne Hill, your host, and I'm talking with Biram Dion and Bren McVeigh. I'm pronouncing that yes, reasonably correct. close. Okay, good. <laughs> correct. All right. Of, of B Africa Tours, so b-africatours.com. You can check out all of their uh, their offerings. Now, I got an email from you recently about uh, jazz Tour. Are you going back and there's there's music happening in February or something? Or? Yes, it is exactly in May. May. We have a uh, an international jazz festival mm. and this year will be the 18th edition. And it uh, occurs the same time the city of St. Louis, which is in the north of Senegal, mm-hmm. is celebrating the 350 years since it was created. So it's a big event. Apart from the jazz, there is a lot of cultural manifestations mm-hmm. for people just to show the culture of the area and to be proud of having a city so old. Yes. You know, and with the jazz festival, they are coming from all over the world. Mm. And the American artist invited is uh, Freddie Bryant. Mm. He's a talented guitarist player. And uh, he is also um, a teacher in uh, African music and, and arts. So he's a, he's a great, great, great man. So along with uh, many other artists in Europe and Senegal as well, especially yeah. specializing in uh, the use of the in- African traditional instruments. So they mix the, the traditional instrument with the modern instrument oh, to nice. give you really a, a, a really nice uh, jazz song and music. Very nice. You know, yeah. that, I think that's one of the, the things I love about jazz is yeah. that it has been this musical form that came from Africa to the States to kind of develop from all this sort of African rhythms and the Caribbean this and that and the other thing yeah. into jazz. And then it's gone back. Yeah. And then there's all this cool music in Africa, West African. You know, the, the, so uh, that just sounds like a blast. Yeah. It sounds like absolutely fun. I'm going to have to tell my son who is in New Orleans right now sort of wanting oh. to say, across and <laughs> May in San Louis, St. Louis, San Louis, yeah. San Louis yeah. in Senegal, the north yeah. of Senegal. Mm. Sounds like an excellent time. Oh yeah, it is. And we just want to make it easy for people. Uh, we organize a, a tour, a specific tour for this uh, festival. And it's easier when they come and know that there are people who take care of them from the airport, you know, bring them to the places, Mm -hmm. safe places, let them know the places, meet the people, and really, really experience uh, the culture while they are there. Uh, This festival, we we make the, uh, the offer 
just not only based on the festival because the festival in fact is three days of festival activities mm -hmm. but we will make a tour of at least 10 days 12 days yeah. for people to be able to go and visit other parts of the country meet other people see maybe if they want to make a safari they can make it if they are interested in the birds mm -hmm. we have a a national park where millions of birds are coming pelicans cormorants and many 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 exotic birds that that are there and they can while they are in senegal visit one of really the the wonder of the country is a pink lake really a, a lake completely pink maybe uh, she's here she can because she she yes. has been there have seen it and she can share with people really what she has seen. Yes, a yes, pink lake. Yeah. And that's for me, I thought, I'm in Africa, a pink lake. Where else would you see something It's like, like Dr. Doolittle, is there a giant <laughs> snail coming along? Well, you're kind of expecting that at that point. No, it's a really fantastic place. And the color of the lake is due primarily to the, I believe it's the, the brine shrimp that are in there. And oh. when the climate is as hot as it is and the sun shines a certain way which is most of the time when you go to visit this lake it, it literally is pink it is wow. just something you've never seen before uh, there's a lot of activities around that lake that involve salt harvesting so not only are you seeing this incredible colored lake but you're also again seeing all of the local activity involved and what the people are doing mm -hmm. with the lake and that's basically harvesting salt mm -hmm. so again a really incredible cultural experience the people will come and speak with you. Uh, they're doing their activities. One of, the th <clears throat> one of the things that for me was quite astonishing was how do they walk in the salt lake all day and not have a problem? And what I found was that they have what we all know as shea butter. You uh, hear all about right, shea butter, right. which is one yeah. of the biggest uh, nut oils that comes from Africa. And they use that pretty much. They just basically just slather their legs yeah. with it. And no problem. Hmm. So it's interesting. Kind of an endorsement for shea butter, actually. <laughs> Which you can get just down the street at Hand Goods, I should say. <laughs> Good old Occidental. Yes. But uh, beautiful place to visit. Just yeah. really beautiful. Oh, it sounds amazing. Well, okay, and now I have to stop talking about traveling because it's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because I wanted to actually get back to your dream. Yes. You, were telling, you were saying that you had a dream and you went to your grandfather. Yes. And then he said, and then you came back with the wine and you had a long talk. And mm -hmm. then he said, well, uh, come back after you dream it again. Or So it was a, a recurring dream. Did you have it twice? or? Yeah, I had it third time. Third time, yeah. yeah. So, but I've explained it to my grandfather the third time. Uh-huh. And uh, it is when he taught me, uh, he gave me this interpretation, yeah. telling me that you have to travel far from here, you have to cross oceans. And, and for me, I said, really, where can I go? I don't, I don't know places far where I have contacted there. Really, f for me, it was unbelievable. Yeah. It cannot happen because I don't yeah. have contact far. Right. But given that I'm in the tourism business, I was just thinking that maybe it's because of these people I'm interacting with them. Probably that's mm -hmm. what he's, he's thinking because he knows that I'm working in the tourism. I meet white people and maybe that's the reason why he's, right. he's telling me, oh, no, 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 a white lady will uh -huh, come. Right. But really, I didn't believe it. 
Yeah, it sounds like a fairy tale. Yeah, it is. Yeah, really. I really didn't believe, and he asked me. Uh, I remember the one thing he asked me to do was to offer, to offer sugar and milk, to uh, a light-skinned lady. Hmm. That's all. Wow. If if you do that, the dream will will happen. You will travel. He's, he's my grandfather and, you know, between a grandfather and a grandson, you, there was this yes. intimacy. Yes. And, and I told you, you know what, grandfather, I'm, I'm afraid, but I don't believe you. It's mm-hmm. a lie. <laughs> and he was laughing. <laughs> he was <Yeah>. laughing. <laughs> <laughs> he was laughing because he knew. Uh. And we went to the embassy uh, to apply for the visa. They told me that, okay, now you you have the visa with you. Come just tomorrow to collect the visa. And she was telling me, why are you not excited? You get the visa to go. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I'm not yet excited. I will be excited if I see the visa uh-huh. in my passport. Right. So, and even that is not enough. Yes. If I am in the plane, and if I am in your place, That's I right. will believe. <laughs> <laughs> you see the tree on the yes. corner of the house. Well, yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, really, it is something that that happens. Yes. And he used to to interpret dreams for many people. And if you remember, the last time we were discussing, mm-hmm. I was explaining to you about um, this uh, explanation he gave to me, and that later I gave to somebody else, and it turns yes. to be the truth. Yeah. Because of uh, this barren lady she was married and has really difficulties to to give birth to mm-hmm. to, to get she, pregnant yeah, yeah to get pregnant yeah. she has problems years and years and years and mm. uh, she used to go to many doctors she used to go to europe to see many 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 people and nothing happened so the husband married because they are muslim right. it is allowed in their culture to have at least four for wives it's their culture mm-hmm. so this man married a second w- woman have children from her, a third and a fourth all the, the wives have had children mm-hmm. but the first one not so he knew that really it won't happen yeah. and one day uh, i was there teaching his uh, his kids mm-hmm. at the house and uh, the lady approached me she told me yes in our culture your ethnic group we know that you you have knowledge about many things this is in your in your ethnic group everybody knows that so now between you and i i just want to ask you something i've made this dream can you explain me can you go back to your village and talk to people etc she explained me the dream that she was bitten by a snake and it happens twice in the same in the same uh, night yeah in the same dream so coming back to what i heard from my grandfather i just thought okay that's good it means that you will be pregnant and you will have twins she was laughing no it can't be that it can't be that at all so I thought her that you have to offer something. Mm, and it was really, 
rice, a cooked rice she, she had to offer to kids. Mm-hmm. And she did that. And really, the next year, this lady was pregnant and she had twins, two girls. Mm. So, it is not something that I've done. Yeah. It's not because of my knowledge. It is something I took from m- my grandfather. According to a situation that happened, I just translated it. Yes. And it, it happened to be the truth. So... So you had, you had remembered from him other in dream interpretations yes. of similar yeah. bi- being bitten by a snake. That's yeah. interesting. A kind of déjà vu dream uh-huh. interpretation. It yes, is. right, yeah, yeah. right. So can you say more about the the age thing? Because I know that sort of figured into that story too. When you gave the woman that interpretation, you were not you were not of the the age that one can do so safely or or something is that yes uh and it is the great mistake i did at mm-hmm. the time because i was not supposed even to try to give an explanation about dreams i was not allowed if you read you know the sign of the culture mm-hmm. and i did that and the consequences was that really i felt uh, sick seriously sick and the only thing I could have done to save myself was to go back in the village and have a mystic uh, bath, yeah. you know, with my, my grandfather, yeah. just to, to help me mm-hmm. recover. Because I was not supposed to do anything about interpreting or mm-hmm. giving advice. It is this, this and that. Mm-hmm. So... Definitely, there's an age. If you don't have that age, you cannot. You are not allowed to do anything. Mm -hmm. If you do it, the consequences is that you will suffer in your in your body or in your mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And so you you will uh, have. Is that something that since then has been of interest to you? Talking, uh, interpreting dreams, or you still sort of staying away from that, or? Yeah, I just still have the tools to interpret. Yeah, but I I don't want to to do it. So yeah. to do it. Right. I just uh, know I read signs. I dream myself. I have yes. dreams. I know the meaning, but I just leave it that way. Mm-hmm. I leave it that mm-hmm. way. I don't I don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't try to to interpret it. But I, I just do what I need to do so that the dream, if it is a bad one, yeah. it cannot happen to me. But it's a good one. I just encourage. Mm-hmm. I do what I need to do for it to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the, the thing about um, giving offerings, mm-hmm. either to encourage a dream uh, vision Love. to occur or mm-hmm. to, you know, to make best of something that doesn't sound like it could be very fun mm-hmm. is pretty universal. Oh. And the interesting thing for me has been coming from a, a Western standpoint on dreams where dreams are about, uh, you know, every part of the dream is a part of myself and it's a sort of this internal uh, getting to know one's own psyche and all the little players and everything like that. It's uh, one of the, the things that I love is actually doing that okay 
I've gotten this. I kind of understand why I had this dream, but I actually want to want to do something tangible. You know, either just you know leave an offering somewhere or do some ritual act to thank the dream or to respect it, uh, respect yeah. it yes. and, or just to acknowledge yeah. that I heard it. Yeah. I mean, just the baseline of. I I heard that, you know. I think you bring up a really interesting point because what I've experienced in Africa is that step is key. And that, to me, is what is really interesting about their culture and is almost as if the belief in the dream and the power that the dream has will cause a person to actually act. I think maybe here in Western culture we may not go that step. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of us do, but, but it's the... The idea of the, the, the belief that they have in the dreams there that really dictates behavior afterwards. Yeah. And I think that's what you say. You actually do something as a result of your dream. Yes. It's mm. interesting. Yeah, and I know many people who are sort of tormented by premonition dreams. Yes. They have a dream that is a premonition. Like there were some people who felt like they, they actually saw the towers fall. You know, in their dream, when the the nine eleven attack before beforehand, wow. but you have a dream like that, and you just don't know what to do with it. Should I call nine one one? That's stupid. I don't know where these towers are. I just saw a tower fall or a plane fl- fly into something. So there's a sense in this culture. I feel like we're somewhat adrift in terms of uh, dealing with the power that can come through dreams. Sometimes, just the uh, the awareness of things that are not in our little sphere. How do we how do we cope with these messages that we we can't really make sense of? And I think just you know it just makes sense as humans, part of the species. We have that stuff. You actually need to do something tangible to sort of ground the energy, investigate uh, it, yeah, invest or yeah. If if it feels like it's outside of your scope, a lot of people I see feel guilty. I saw this and I couldn't stop it. Well, that's Mm -mm. not really. I mean, you because you saw it and that's and you didn't do anything even like writing it down or drawing a picture or something or you know we've kind of lost that those just really simple ritual ideas oh and to that i want to intervene <coughs> when you talk about the 9-11 and those people who saw this in a in a dream it happened in my country this man is a religious guide and he saw that Senegal, the country, will face bad, bad, bad things when it's come to nature, when it's come to accident. And it it was not a good year for for the country. He he saw that in a dream, and uh, he went to the the national broadcasting radio mm-hmm. and saw that this country is facing tremendous difficulties. Now to prevent it. We are asking everyone, everybody, to offer at least seven slices of uh, sugar. Ah. If we do that, we will be safe. But if you don't do that, there will be a lot of problems, a lot of accidents, a lot of locusts, a lot of, lot of bad things in the country. Yeah. And fortunately, that's what we did, and the year was safe. Mm-hmm. We, we believe that it is because of that dream and the offer that people did that we had the peace in the country right. that year so this is a religious man uh, what which what he, kind of religion he is a, he is a muslim 
guide, mm-hmm. a, a religious m- okay. Muslim guide, and he he saw that in a dream. Yeah. And Senegal is a ninety-five percent populated by Muslim people. Oh. So it's only five five Christian, five uh-huh. percent Christian, but ninety uh-huh. percent really are. Muslim, so they are the majority. Right. And he saw he saw that, and he said, "No, we have to do something for the country." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he actually went on radio. Yes, yes, the national broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> now broadcasting. you have to be pretty darn sure of what you saw and what your uh, what your prescription is. Sure. And I he's. Think, I think that to me speaks of how deeply they believe mm-hmm. in yeah. this. To, to the point where there would be somebody with that stature mm-hmm. that is endorsed to go on to a, you know, a, a public radio yeah. and right. the people actually do what he's... Listen, so yeah. it's really that intense belief and guidance that they take from the, all of that spiritualism. It's mm-hmm. just, it really has a, a really large effect. And that's, mm-hmm. again, one of the really great things of visiting that culture is, is seeing that. You really can see that the belief system, if you believe in that, it almost follows that it happens. Yeah. Well, culture is a powerful thing. Absolutely. I mean, you can be halfway around the world and the tenets of your culture, the beliefs you grew up on, that whole, it's kind of, that's that's the structure. That's like the, the house that you live in. Yes. You know, no matter where you go, you still live in this house. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And it's strong there. It's very strong. Again, it's one of the things that as an American citizen, uh, and having obviously lived here my whole life, when you go there, you really get a sense of how different that is. Very different mm-hmm. than how we do things here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, having said that, uh, you called up last week to the show and uh, said a dream that you had. Yes. And I've been thinking about the dream. And uh, also, I should tell people that uh, you can call into the station. We're talking to Biram Dion and uh, Bren McVeigh of Be Africa Tours. And uh, if you have any questions about dreams, about Senegal, about dream interpretation, feel free to call the studio, 707-874-1073. I'd like to go maybe 15 minutes over the hour since since you had such a lovely tour this morning of all yeah. the trees. <laughs> so, so can you re- would you mind repeating the dream that you uh, said last week? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I really had a dream that uh, involved my partner and I. <clears throat> I just saw a... Uh, she brought me a, um, a sheep, a white sheep. Oh, a sheep. Yeah, a, a white sheep. In a red rope, as a as a leash, oh, as a leash. Okay, <laughs> like a rope. Or, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, leash. and uh, she came and wanted to give it to me, but I was resistant. Mm-hmm. And it is at that point that the dream, you know, yeah. ended. So, the interpretation of that dream is that. Um, the sheep is important. It just tells me that in our activity we are doing, we just have to make an offer. Mm. And the offer is a sheep. Uh-huh. And she is the one 
who has to do it. Ah. You know, it has to come from her mm-hmm. for the benefit of our activity. Uh-huh. Otherwise, we can probably not reach what the goals we, we really expect to, to reach. Mm-hmm. So I have this interpretation because after the dream, I talk with people at the village, with my father and all these people. I explain them. And exactly they told me that she has uh-huh. to make this offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least give the money for this offer to be done. Mm-hmm. But definitely it has to come from from her. Mm-hmm. And it is a good thing for our business. It is a, really a blessing in this activity we are doing. So mm-hmm. I just... Last week, I called you. I thought that your guests will be able to give me the uh. interpretation <laughs> because I was afraid to yes. have my own interpretation. Yes, right. and, and I wanted to see it uh, on the side of someone who is from this country mm-hmm. and yeah. just to see if we will have the same interpretation yes. or not. But unfortunately, you didn't have a guest that day. Yeah, they didn't jump to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... That was really the dream. And yeah. So the morning that he asked me, Brand, do, have you raised sheep before? Yeah. yeah. I thought, well, that's an interesting question. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I have. And here we're in Sonoma County. And I thought, what an interesting, I, it completely took me out of the blue. And then I find out about the dream that he's had yes. and what some of the interpretations could be and how he sought to get meaning from it. Again, very powerful as far as how much a dream can influence mm-hmm. a person. Mm-hmm. So. so have you raised sheep before? I have. <laughs> I, abs- I, I have. And so, again, the question was very interesting uh, yeah. because uh, when I heard the dream, yeah. uh, then I began to really believe because of my past, having been very close to those types of animals and to have him who's very different culturally and has been, yeah. you know, to have that dream and to have me be a part of that dream was very, very interesting. Uh-huh. Yes. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I thought about this. You want me to take a stab at it, so to speak? <laughs> well, I was thinking of it. And, and so uh-huh. how I work with dreams is yes. I imagine I imagine myself having the dream yeah and so mm-hmm. what I'm doing is I'm just speaking from my experience if this were if this had been my dream mm-hmm. this is what it would say to me yes. so the idea being that everybody who you know the dreamer gets to decide yes. what the so yes. we don't really have the tradition of unless you're unfortunate enough to go to a Freudian analyst who will tell you what your dream means, mm-hmm. uh, what the, the backlash to uh, the last hundred years or so of psychologi- psychologizing dreams has been this idea that, that dreams are democratic, that only the dreamer can say for sure what his or her dream means. So as a dream interpreter, my job is to really fully imagine the dream and say, well, if this were my dream, and I had this business, and I were here for visiting from another country mm-hmm. and so forth. This is what my dream was. So this is my preface to yeah. saying what I've been thinking about this uh-huh. dream. And I think on the radio last week, you mentioned it was a goat, but it sounds yeah, like it, it wasn't a yeah, goat. Uh, yeah, it's a, no, no, it's a sheep. It's a sheep, a, okay. 
yeah, sheep. Yeah. Well, very similar because yeah. I was thinking, okay, well, that's that's the type of, of animal that you would sacrifice, mm-hmm. and particularly you would sacrifice that animal um, for a big celebration. Yeah. You know, um, a, a lamb if there's a big wedding or if there's a big uh, like ceremony like Easter. The Greek Orthodox would you know put a lamb on a spit, and that would be the thing. And so. If I'm being given a sheep by somebody that has a red collar that would, the red to me is is life force, you know, it's energy or money as, mm-hmm. uh, you know, something that's that's big and mm-hmm. it has carries a lot of power. And so to have that dream, I, I may, there may be a part of me that's somewhat resistant to that. Like maybe that means, oh, the other place that I associate uh, animal sacrifice is mm-hmm. at uh, rites of passage. If I'm going from one phase of my life to another phase, uh, you know, if I'm getting married, if I'm becoming a man or a woman, if I'm, mm. you know, becoming ordained in some way, mm. any of those, you know, passages. Yeah. So to me, that would say that I'm at, I'm, I'm at one of those thresholds. You know, I'm, my life is going to change. Really, it, it already is changing because I had the dream and I remembered it. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, if I wake up and I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> I, I might have some resistance to it, or maybe I'm looking at it uh, uh, in from another perspective currently, but my dream is saying, actually, no, this is a huge shift, you know, and you just take the sheep. Yeah. You know, so that was... Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Interesting. <laughs> yes, and it's interesting. For I kind of do the same thing from my very unschooled background in mm. dreams, but do the same thing. Yeah. And it's interesting for somebody like me to hear those types of dreams and yeah. what I interpret and how he would interpret. Again, it opens up your perspective of yeah. what, what are all the possibilities. Yeah. I think this, but so again, it's dreams are really are really eye-opening as yes. far as even your culture yeah and i think if that were my dream and i were thinking of something to do in response or in you know as thanks mm-hmm. for the dream i would probably cook a nice lamb dinner uh, you know and do it maybe while burning a red candle and just you know meditating on the power of the dream and sort of welcoming it in because the probably the worst thing we could do and we have a real uh transition dream a real uh transformation dream yeah. is to resist it so anything that i could do to say welcome so to kind of open the door and uh and you know thank the dream for showing me what what's happening interesting so yeah. that's from my perspective <laughs> that's a what nice i would one. say <laughs> i happen to like lamb too so that's convenient oh <laughs> You are listening to Dream Talk Radio. We're talking with Bram Joan and Bren McVeigh of Be Africa Tours, be-africatours.com. You can do all kinds of cool visiting uh, to West Africa and see you know, music, culture, and pretty much anything. And get yeah. really a, a, get a, an, a hit off of how people live in another part of the world. So where what's next on your uh, in your... Uh, journey here journeys we are continuing excuse me we're continuing to develop our tours because we again we this is our passion one of the things that we're working on right now is we've we've offered many of the cultural types of tours Uh, with my medical background i'm starting to work on medical volunteerism Mm. so when we return to africa in another month i will be working with biram to visit 
particularly rural clinics and rural hospitals and volunteer my time there and begin to start a program whereby we can take groups of medical personnel there and they can be involved in as much or as little as they want. But again, it's a way to see another country as a way for a medical practitioner to also see how things are done in different countries. And again, Mm -hmm. it will be an incredible experience for people. Yeah. So, yeah. And your medical background, I'd forgotten to ask. I'm a before. registered nurse. Uh-huh. I have worked, had worked for Kaiser Permanente mm-hmm. for a number of years uh, and had ended that position about two years ago. <clears throat> Went to Hawaii. And speaking of dreams, when we talk about you know where they come from, yeah. I too had something that sort of came from mm-hmm. nowhere, although mm-hmm. it wasn't a dream that happened when I was sleeping. Yeah. And I go back and I try and remember, how did that come to me? And it was... In that journey to Hawaii, there was also something speaking very loud to me that this was a prequel to Africa. Hmm. Where that came from, I don't know to this day. But in hindsight, I I look at that and think, wow, that that was probably one of those premonitions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So yes, in my background, I uh, I believe strongly in uh, healthcare equitability and in our travels in Africa, I I think there's much we can do to help. I'm hoping that again, uh, in having people come to different countries and seeing how other people live and having that experience, that as a result of that, there will be some you know people that will be willing to maybe help out a little bit. And yeah. that's again one of the underlying causes behind mm-hmm. our our tour company is mm-hmm. to see the world and through seeing the world to actually change it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. To the positive. Right, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> to the positive. <laughs> but that's important because one yeah. thing that we have to be careful about is to not change the rural nature uh, and mm. the traditions mm-hmm. of the cultures yes. that we visit. Yes. Um, right. Again, that is something that we are incredibly sensitive about. And we also try and, uh, as tour guides with our tours, we also try and help people to understand that. It's also a bit of an education. Mm-hmm. So again, having somebody like Biram uh, on these tours with you is, is again, really a, a mm-hmm. great, a great uh, addition to be able to see and understand those things. Mm-hmm. And you're headed back next month? Yes, right? um, mid-February. <coughs> so we, we're heading back together mm-hmm. just to... To do what she has just explained, <coughs> to go and meet these uh, these places, meet yeah. these these people, and try to build with them the offer yeah. uh, for this uh, the people in in America, because we just believe that also <coughs> the population, the local population, uh, need to need to be educated. Yeah. The way to welcome strangers they have they are friendly they are they are kind people but also they have to welcome the stranger with yes. really their culture who they are really and not to fake it we mm. don't want to mm-hmm. go to the villages where people is oh okay let's uh, do this because we have strangers right no it's not the the philosophy of our tools mm-hmm. our tools is really to have it the authentic way mm-hmm. the people are there in their real life in their daily life it is not something that fake if the tourists are there they do the same activities if the tourists are not there they do the same activities so yeah. it has nothing to do with the presence of the tourists just to show one part of their culture or not and mm-hmm. it is this unpredicted you know situation that the tourists 
you know, f- find important. You can wake up one day and go to a village and you find that there is a naming ceremony mm-hmm. and all that goes around this naming ceremony. So it's an opportunity. Yes. So in other words, we, we, doesn't do a, we don't do a naming ceremony because of the presence of the tourists, but because it is something that is happening in the village. And we call people, the tourists, to come and join the population, yeah. share the situation with them, the joy with them, and learn about them. And for me, I think that it is something very important for the tourists to know and for the population also mm-hmm. to share mm-hmm. their culture, mm-hmm. but in a real way. Well, I think it's it's a part of the uh, mystery of dreams that, uh, Viram, you actually saw a little sign for this uh, dream presentation I was giving at Sebastopol, walked up the stairs, and we had this lovely conversation, yeah. a nice afternoon of talking about dreams and, and sleep and herbs and so forth. And uh, so, so here you are, and uh, just lovely to meet both of you and spend Thank a little you. time talking about what you're doing. And Uh, So people, if they want to get in touch with you, they should go to your website. Is that right? Yes. Yes. B-africatours.com. Dot com, yeah. And do you have any particular needs? I mean, you're talking about doing uh, medical... Um, you had a different word for it than tourism. Medical volunteerism. Volunteerism. uh, just so, because people are so focused in on on Haiti and yes. the no, incredible yes. oh, medical yes, needs yes, there, yes. is there something that that uh, is in is needed particularly in these uh, villages, these rural areas of Senegal? Yes, and I'm really happy that you asked that. And uh, one of the things that I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to do some fundraising. Uh, one of our activities is to look at a resource list for these particular clinics and to help them with that. I'm actually working under the auspices or under the guidance of a very good friend of mine, John Friedman, who mm-hmm. actually had started uh, an organization, a nonprofit organization called Medical Exchange International. Uh-huh. That's also a website, MEI.com. Uh, he's doing basically what I am going to be doing. And if you would like to go to that website and also mm-hmm. see, we're also listed in that website. He's actually assisted us in purchasing blood pressure cuffs and stethoscopes that we will actually oh, be carrying great. over in our yeah. handbag yes. and handing to the clinics when we get there. But the real work really is to seek some funding some, through donations through our website. So please go to our website mm-hmm. or go to MEI.com, see what we're about, and help. We really mm-hmm. need help. We need people help. We need a little financial help. And really, it's for the good of, of the, the villages that we're trying to help. Mm-hmm. So go to the website. See if there's something that interests you. Yeah. Call us, uh, and we would love any help that we have. I think it's an excellent cause that many people would really... would. Mm-hmm. Will. And again, with Haiti... All I can say is, wow, I think that having Haiti happen really reminds me why I'm doing this particular work under Be Africa Tours. Mm-hmm. We need to help people just be better prepared in this life yes. for day-to-day living and for these ca- catastrophes. And seeing that for me is, is it's, it's galvanizing mm. to see what's happened. It really basically brings tears to my eyes to see that. 
And I think with people seeing that now, I'm hoping mm -hmm. that people will, again, it's us seeing those pictures. Yeah. We see the pictures now and we, we feel it. Yeah. And it's why, again, we believe that bringing people to these places and seeing it mm -hmm. will cause people to act yeah. In, yeah. in the way that they should. And that's to help. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, the situation in Haiti is, is particularly, well, it's, it's heart-wrenching for everybody. Yeah. But for me, uh, my grandfather actually, uh, during the U.S. occupation in the, about a century ago, he was a Navy doctor. Mm -hmm. And he was charged with, with running one of the hospitals that they were building in the rural parts of Haiti. And, you know, there, we did a tremendous amount of damage to the country during that occupation. Um, but yeah. one of the, the good things that we did was we built these hospitals, many of which are still standing so into good. the 90s. And yeah. so just to see, you know, the just devastation and the suffering it, and, and the need for medical stuff and realizing that, uh, that infrastructure help. really and isn't there. I think there. that's really, really yeah. why, yeah, people need help. And yeah. And then when bad so, things happen like that, it really makes us realize that we should have helped sooner, maybe. But you never yeah. know. Well, you know, and we needed a model of helping, which is more akin yes. to what you guys are yes, doing, because exactly. they just sort of imposed, or we just imposed this thing, which was completely uh, shredded the infrastructure that Haiti had mm -hmm. of doctors and so forth and so on and so forth, yeah. and medical schools and everything. So by going in, and as you say, sort of, becoming immersed in the culture and not having the culture come to a screeching halt yeah. and put on a little show for you, okay. you know, it's much more likely that you'll actually be able to help the people increase their own uh, structures yes. and their own communities, you know, strengthen their own communities and their own Definitely. resources. One of my goals <laughs> is to create a model where when we help foreign countries and in particular our case Africa I want to create a model that shows people how to do it the right way all too often I have seen in my own experience there that we in, we not just us but many countries intend to help but they don't necessarily go about it in the right way and it actually realistically causes more harm it causes more harm because the people there lose faith they have people come wanting to help only to find that, well, it was helped for a little while and now we're even worse off because we have this thing mm -hmm. out there that we can't use. So it's kind of demoralizing in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So I really am very committed to trying to create a model to show us w how we can best help without you know, overshadowing their culture, respecting their culture, and uh, making them autonomous mm -hmm. in their own culture. That's really my goal, our goal. Well, it's a huge endeavor, and best of luck to both of you. Thank and you. Thank, thank you so you. much for coming on Dream thank Talk you Radio. So much. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Anne. You're welcome. All right. Uh, that was it for Dream Talk Radio today, folks. Uh, you can find out more about Biram and Bren's uh, projects at b africatours.com, or the other one was mei.com, -E and that's Medical Exchange International Medical Exchange that we okay. uh, are, are affiliated with. Great. I hope you'll come back when you're back in the States and we'll and, and tell some more dream stories. Happy yes. to. <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> right. You're listening to KOWSLP Occidental. This is Ann Hill. I'll see you all next week. That ends this week's Dream Talk radio show podcast. Thanks for listening. And remember to tune in every Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. at www.kows.fm. This is Ann Hill, and I'll see you again next week.